0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Monday, April 12th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen, alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And how about a big Monday here, Coach? Nine-game NBA slate after a fun, relaxing weekend with the Masters, and now we're back
1: at it. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting weekend with all the sports. It was a lot of fun, but for some reason... April twelfth is sticking in my head. Hmm. I can't quite put my point my finger on it. What would that be? Uh, is it tax preparation day no, or something? No, no. Ah, uh, I think it's Andrew Hansen's birthday. <laughs> That's right. So, happy birthday right. to you, man! Thanks a lot. I appreciate
0: it. You know, I did catch that dunk uh, from Miles Bridges over oh, the weekend. Lord. So here's what I think. I think we need to throw down on my birthday. Like Miles yes. Bridges threw down
1: on Clint Capella and just slammed this NBA slate. Oh, we we do, we need to, man. It's it. I'm so glad it's your birthday because I did not have the weekend that I'm used to having. So uh, I'm ready to to go after this nine gamer with a, a serious vengeance, and we certainly want to be able to remember that we we you know just. Took down stuff on your birthday. That's so. right. Save it for today. I like that plan.
0: So that's that's the that's the plan. All right. Well, let's get after it. Nine games. Twelve of the eighteen teams involved in a back to back coach. And that's have,
1: the cut catch right there. Yep. yep. yep.
0: And four totals over two thirty. So we could have some juicy scoring here today. In yep. the first one, not probably the, the the best candidate for that. We've got a two oh four and a half total. Lakers and Knicks. Knicks favored by two. In New York, it's a front end of a back to back for the Lakers and a back to back for the Knicks after that close, low scoring win over Toronto. So,
1: what do you have here in the opener? Well, certainly a, a dud to start off. It is cool that we get the extra thirty minutes today, yeah. though, on your birthday. They Love did. It. I think they did that in your honor. I think so too. <laughs> obviously. So we've uh, yeah two you know two oh four and a half. I mean really, I mean that's rough. And you got the Lakers. Not playing great ball. Knicks, you know, who knows with them playing all their guys big minutes last night, although Tibbs does that all the time, but they had to just squeeze out that victory barely uh, yesterday. So, you know, will there be more of a rotation with some of the guys? I think some of the guards possibly. Uh, It's just weird with the Knicks lately. They have all those guards, you know, Elf and Derrick Rose and Quickly and on and on, and they close games with Alec Burks at the point, which I thought was very interesting. So, you know, if Burks is going to get his regular rotation minutes and be in closing lineups at his price, I think he's he's always got to be a bit of an option here. Uh, but for the most part, uh, you know, that whole group, I would think, in a scenario here against a, a weaker LA team. Uh, that that they will rotate some guys, and same thing with even the bigs. You're gonna probably see Noel and Gibson split, uh, you know, right on down the line. Lakers defense is still terrific. So I mean, as far as statistically, it's it's even without LeBron and Davis, they haven't, you know, went down the list like we had anticipated. They've been able to maintain, but the problem is their games have been very low scoring, very methodical. Pace isn't there. And that basically describes the Knicks as well. So, you know, this, this is not a game that you want to sit there and just bite your fingernails to start the night because it's the only game. you got to watch this exclusively for 30 minutes. And if it's like 10-8 halfway through the first first quarter, it's, it's going to hurt. Uh, you know, some of the prices are out of whack as well. Uh, you know, if you're desperate to get a one-off here, I guess my man Morris, you know, is, is always somewhat dangerous. Drummond, if, if he's going to get minutes, you know, we know he puts up rebounds and gets it done. But uh, And then the Knicks, again, I don't trust anybody on their side. It's crazy to pay way, way up for like a Randall or even a Barrett. So all that to say, uh, probably not a good game to play. If you want a one-off, I would say that's probably the max of what you want to do here.
0: Yeah, one-off max for me as well. Uh, we'll see about the Lakers injury news. Question marks for Gasol, Wesley Matthews, and Kuzma. That's the right. key piece there. If he sits, we've seen a bump recently with Taylor Horton-Tucker. He's a little bit more pricey now, and it is a tough defensive matchup. Of course, Nick's number four in the league, so not really yeah. thrilled about him. Drummond really stepped up the last game, 20 points, 11 rebounds, and only 22 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but again, not a great game environment for extra possessions and more rebounds. Um, Caruso is a guy off the bench who's decent value if if Kuzma's out, but probably going to pass the Lakers and the Knicks. Um, one GPP option here, uh, Elf Payton, in the, the last back-to-back they had, he got a bump in minutes from 17 up to 25, and he's had some low-minute games, so uh, don't... Don't put him anywhere near a cash lineup, but 4,100 is interesting on both sites if he could potentially get more minutes, but uh, we should have some other value here, and I think it's a, a real good opportunity to just pass this game and move on to your Mavericks game. So that, yeah, that is the other 7.30 game on ESPN.
1: Oh, there uh, is another
0: early game. I'm yep. sorry. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Um, that one is 7.30. and the, So I don't
1: have to watch the Lakers
0: and Knicks You at don't all? have to watch it. You can just watch the Mavs. <laughs> uh so they've got the the back-to-back after that tough loss to san antonio and uh, that the,
1: hurt by the way
0: yeah yep yeah, certainly did nice shot by derozan there 218 total uh sixers favored by two and a half and we've got the good pace of the sixers slow pace of the mavericks and uh mavericks defense improving as we've been talking about sixers number two in the league so another uh Game That's really not the the best environment. Uh, We mentioned those four 230 totals. So we're going to save our our roster uh, dollars more for, for those. But what we have here, I think, is a potential value play because it is a back to back for Dallas. We don't have any news yet. But what if Porzingis sits? We know that Kleba is questionable. And all of a sudden, you know, we could have a Boban situation. And the last time these two teams played, Boban did start against Embiid and did really well. Embiid went 5 for 20 from the field. So uh, if if Boban's out there again, I'm not going to go to Embiid. And I will look at Boban. That guy starts and he usually smashes value. The last two times he started, he's gone over 30 fancy points. So uh, be ready for that as a potential value play. He's really the only guy in this game I think I would play. Luca, they you know, the Sixers did a great job locking him up last time, back to back. So, I'm going to fade this game unless we get some news and I can get Boban out there.
1: Yeah, and I think you're you're right on the money. I mean, I haven't seen any coach speak about it or anything yet, but this is the perfect scenario. I mean, Porzingis looked fantastic by the way. He's really turned it up the last uh, week or so. Uh, he's playing with an attitude. He had a monster dunk, too. I mean, just an amazing uh, dunk yesterday. But, uh, you know, I I think he may sit. Uh, we need to see it. Uh, and it certainly makes sense. You know, there's a few centers in the league that, uh, you know, Boban is somewhat of a stopper with. And one of them is Embiid. I mean, as much as you can stop him, you know, five for 20, that's probably his worst game of the year. Uh, so wouldn't be surprised at all if Carlisle goes with Bobon and he gets a good 20, 22 minutes. Uh, he played about a week ago, uh, 27, 28 minutes and was like nine X, uh, and then hasn't played since. So, uh, certainly rested. Um, but I, I would anticipate that too. I'm on a nine game slate though. I'm not completely committed to, to pull the, uh, the card on on the big fella yet because if he does just get 15 to 18 or he get picks up some quick files on Embiid, uh, it's just I don't want to take a single digit at center, which is possible. Uh, again, he, he's done better when he plays. He's a, he's a terrific points per DFS minute guy. He's over one one per minute by quite a bit. Uh, one of the better bench players in that category because he gets so few minutes. But, you know, it's Philly. You got a great defense there. Uh, Dallas is going to grind and try to slow it down. Uh, Doc's got good D on on Luka. He always has, even when he's with the Clippers. They'll run doubles at him. They'll they'll do a lot of things to take the ball out of his hand. And, again, that penetration move to the basket, uh, you know, having Embiid under there to help is going to be a big difference. Now, the the one thing I will mention, and it's tempting because it's going to be fairly low owned, but, you know, my constant this year is play a center against the Mavericks. And there may not be a better center than Joel Embiid. So I know what we stated about uh, Boban and that whole scenario, but I'm sure Embiid remembers his dud performance against the Mavs. And the dude is phenomenal. So... I'm, I'm tinkering, Andrew, with going the reverse here and maybe going with Joel Embiid. Um, I have not seen a center get stopped by Dallas at all. Yesterday was ironic because I went Pertle and he had, he literally played eight and a half, nine, almost nine minutes of the first quarter, had no rebounds, no assists, no steals, no turnovers, no shots, no points, flat zero. Almost impossible when you're seven foot two that the ball doesn't bounce your way right. and you at least get something. But as he tipped in a shot at the first quarter buzzer. So he gets a rebound and a bucket. And doesn't he go ahead and make value pretty easily? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it was amazing. So if, if you got a Pirtle that can do it in two and a half quarters, what could Embiid do to the Mavs? So... That's my theory. And they played their butts off, even though they lost that game. They shouldn't have lost. But they extended themselves. Some of their guys got uh, really big minutes. So I know it seems against the the grain for me here. But I'm thinking about dialing up uh, Joel Embiid. I think the one bonus for Embiid is that it's an
0: ESPN game. And he he does step up for nationally That's televised games. But if, I, if I'm going to pay up for a center, it's probably going to be the big cat a little bit down the road here. So, uh,
1: yeah, that could be a good play too, but, uh, we'll see how it turns out really for anybody else in that game. Uh, I think, you know, Carlisle pulls his play a million guys deal when they're on these squeeze five games in seven days and a back to back nights. A lot of people are going to shift towards Melly cause he's so cheap and he's starting Kleba might not start again, but I still feel that's uh, a bit of a, a trap play. I, I, it's just, uh, he's he can shoot the three, but he's and he's getting decent minutes, but a very low ceiling for me. Maybe a GPP play at the very, very best, but really no one else jumps out at me uh, in this game uh, except the big fella. All right, game three. We move to 8 o'clock Eastern. Spurs in
0: Orlando, back-to-back yeah. for both teams. We yeah. talked about the Spurs win. The Magic got smoked by Milwaukee.
1: Uh, yeah, they're bad.
0: Yeah, they are they are and they're they are five and a half point underdogs tonight, two nineteen total. Uh we have um Gorgie Jang questionable, Lyles questionable, O'Kiki and Porter Jr. questionable
1: for the Magic. what do you have for this one, Coach? Any interest? I, I have uh three Advil and a a half a pack of Tums to, <laughs> to watch. I, I don't trust Pop on a back-to-back where his guys were extended. This could be one of those games where he starts people that we've never heard of from the G League. <laughs> right. Honest to God, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it for a, a heartbeat. Um, you know, I'm I just, I, I don't want to waste time here. I, I think it's a terrible game. Uh, you've got uh, rotation for the Spurs where they're definitely not going to extend people to the fullest. Um, DeMar DeRozan was terrific down the stretch. You know, I I think they pair his minutes back. They can beat Orlando, you know, with a 10 man rotation, Eubanks being in there and all those guys. Cause Orlando's sort of a mess. They've you know, they have guys back now, they've got multiple point guards, they're trying to get different people minutes. Uh I I'm not sure O'Kiki plays it sounded you know, and looked like and sounded like he may be out a couple games. So I just don't trust it. Uh, I know Wendell Carter did okay, but this is the Spurs. Uh, they In stretches, they play sound defense. And I I trust no one here. This is my least favorite game on the slate. It's it's definitely going to be 100% pass for me for reasons I could go on for for 15 minutes. Yeah, this could be a competition between these coaches, Coach, to
0: get 10 guys on each side that play exactly 24 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't no doubt we don't want to participate in that no situation uh I do want to point out Gary Harris got in the starting lineup minutes in the 20s he's really cheap but who knows if he even plays today on a back-to-back and Mo Bamba probably low 20s again yeah Mo Bamba five of six on three pointers um keep an eye on him but uh but not tonight for me so I agree let's pass this one And go to the other 8 o'clock game. Finally, we get one of our 230s. It's a 236 total. Brooklyn in Minnesota. Great matchup of pace here. ninth and 5th. Terrible defenses. 25th and 27th. Brooklyn with that number 2 offense in the league. We've got a 5 of 6 game, coach. 5 of the 6 variables that we want. I know it. uh, Brooklyn favored by 6 here. But they do have some rather big injuries. Harden is out. Kyrie's out for personal reasons. LaMarcus Aldridge sitting, Tyler Johnson still out, of course. Uh, no no real issues on the Minnesota side. So how is the rotation going to be for Brooklyn? Um, I think we'll have Joe Harris starting, Durant, Jeff Green, and then after that, a couple of question marks. I think there's a decent chance Bruce Brown will slide into the starting lineup for Kyrie. He's a, he's a pretty good price, great game environment for him. He's in play for me on both sites. And then at the center position, what do they do against the big cat? Do they dust off DeAndre Jordan, who hasn't been in the rotation? Do they go with Blake Griffin? Uh, th- that's one thing, I'm, one piece of news I'm, I'm really curious about. Because if DeAndre Jordan starts, he's minimum price on FanDuel. So he could be a candidate if we don't get Bobon news for me to get a, a cheap center out there. Um, I don't know if I, if I can go to Blake Griffin. Uh he is pretty cheap, but uh, you know, just kind of hovering around twenty minutes, not doing a, a ton. So I'd be more likely to go with Bruce Brown. Joe Harris is certainly in play. I don't I don't want to pay up for Durant 24 minutes last game. He's in the nine K range. Jeff Green would be another starter that I could I could mix in here as a value play. And then with the bench guys, um TLC is a possibility. Keep an eye on Alize Johnson. He just signed that $4.1 million deal. Good for him after a couple yeah. 10-day contracts. Uh, he's in the 3K range. He could get into the rotation here. But probably a, a value starter or two for me. And then on the Minnesota side, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the big cat is in play for me. And you look at what he did in his last back-to-back, 44 minutes and over 70 fantasy points against yeah. Philly. So he's really, really expensive on FanDuel and 10.5 on DraftKings. So, you know, you really got to think long and hard about spending that, that much for him. But, uh, I'm, you know, he's, he's a possibility. And then uh, a guy like Jaden McDaniels could do well with lots of possessions here. Rubio, not, not thrilled about because I think Bruce Brown can do a good job against him. And we've got D'Angelo Russell who got bumped up to 26 minutes. Does he play again today? We're not sure. If not, then maybe Jordan McLaughlin gets into the mix uh, as a 3K uh, value guy. So probably get one or two guys here uh, from this one, Coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you said. It, it's all the criteria that we're always looking for in a game uh, that, that could just blow through the roof. You know, it's just we have a lot of complicated issues here to to work through, and it's, it's certainly going to be one – that I'm going to be scouring the news on because this could be the pivotal game that, that wins the slate for you or loses the slate for you. Here, here's the way I see it right now. I've got Brown, Harris, Durant, and Green starting. And the fifth guy, I think it's I think they're going to rotate three guys at center to play towns. Personally, I think that you'll see some Claxton, <clears throat> you'll see some Blake, and I think they they may dust off DJ for 10 minute run. Just enough to throw fresh bodies at Cat and Cat coming off, you know, a game last night or yesterday. So, I, you know, it's not enough that I want to play any of those Brooklyn bigs, uh, but I, I think it's going to be center by committee, in my opinion, just to try to focus uh, on Towns. And, you know, I think also, you know, with the pace up, I mean, on both sides here, it's going to be an up and down game. And I think these mid-level price guys could be a steal because the possession and availability of that is, is there. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of going with Kevin Durant. I read that they're going to continue to increase his minutes game over game, and he feels fine. He, <clears throat> he's doing great. And I think he gets 30 minutes here. And at 30 minutes against this lousy Minnesota defense with no uh, Kyrie or the Beard, I, I think Durant's worth it. I think people are going to shy from him a lot because of the minutes restriction, quote unquote. Uh, and I think he, I think he can still smash it. So KD is is uh, a very strong possibility for a pay up. And then I want to get a running mate or two uh, from the Brooklyn side as well because I think this, I think this is the highest scoring game on the slate in my opinion. And I think you're going to get. You know Bruce Brown at a sneaky low price. You're going to get Joe Harris at a fair price, uh, and then on the other side of the ball, a couple of the guys I like. I still like Anthony Edwards. He scores. They don't. You know I think Bruce Brown will concentrate more on Rubio and D'Angelo Russell, and Edwards. I think will be able to roam and and really run the floor and extend out and get some big upside here. I'm on McDaniels as well. I noticed this last game, the, you know, the team defensive ball, you know, when it goes up and nobody crashes the offensive board and it's just a couple of T-wolves, McDaniels goes and gets it. I mean, he takes it away from Cat or whomever. He's looking to go get that ball and get the rebound. So I like the mentality, you know, of leadership that he's taken over with. You know, I want to be the boards guy. I want to be, you know, the the three and D guy. I'm, you know, he fits in that lineup. And I think he's really a strong play. So at his price, you know, I I think he's he's there. Um, I'm not going to go cat though. And I think he'll get a ton of ownership. I just think back to back yesterday was uh, an emotional day for him. It had been one year ago yesterday that he lost his mother to, to COVID. His dad was at the game. Uh they were he was crying. They you know, they were interviewing and it was it was really sad and touching, but that emotional drain and having to dial it right back up again tonight, and then Brooklyn focusing, I think, with a lot of really 18 available files there to to pound at him and make him work for it, uh, I think is a deterrent enough. So He's going to be my fate of the day that I think will be very highly owned. But again, I want big exposure here. Durant, maybe Harris, maybe Brown, Edwards, and McDaniels. Good four guys from this game I'd feel real comfortable. Interesting. Yeah, I think it'll be fun to watch McDaniels if they assign
0: him to guard Durant. He's got the, the length to give Durant a little bit of trouble. Durant, obviously, the incredible experience and scoring acumen
1: to get it done against anybody, but and I think they will. By the way, yeah. I mean they're when McDaniel's was drafted by Minnesota, the war room there said we feel he's he's in the exact mold of a Jonathan Isaac from Orlando, and he, and that's exactly what he looks like out there. He's long, super long, great defensive you know acuity, he can move, uh, good rebounder, I, I, and he's he can score it. So I'm with you. I, I think, but. That's why I like both guys, because I don't think he's ready to quite check KD. I don't think anybody's ready to check KD, but I think that also keeps him on the floor for some extra minutes. Yep.
0: All right, let's move to the 9 o'clock game, starting with Chicago in Memphis. Back-to-back for both teams, high-scoring, close losses, and we've got another decent total here of 230. Memphis favored by two and a half.
1: Uh, What do you you think of this first 9 o'clock game? Well, I I was shocked yesterday that the Bulls blew that game. They had that game in the bag and just let it get away. And they cannot afford to lose games like that that, that they should win. Um, <clears throat> they're trying to make a playoff run with all those moves that they made, but they're still eight games under 500. So uh, they need to, to get it going. I, you know, uh, the one thing I'll say is their rotation is solid. It's pretty healthy right now. You know, you're going to get a decent value from Saturansky. Levine is probably going to get Dylan Brooks' defense. And, and, you know, after playing last night, uh, you know, he was very close with Cat as well uh, when they played together in Minnesota. And, uh, you know, he was in that interview and with Cat and his dad after the game and everything. So, again, looking for all those things that just as human beings that affect us, you know, and you're talking about, you know, tired, he played hard, tough loss. He's got to go against a real dog and Brooks. They had to travel. Uh, just I think it's a rough game for Chicago uh, for these guys. So, uh, you know, even though Memphis's defense isn't fantastic, I think Levine, you know, this could be a tough matchup for him. Uh, you know, we talked about this before, too, when Vuk is against another, guy of similar build, like the Joe Val's and and different guys, like he's playing tonight. uh, You know, he, I think he has an advantage because he pulls them away from the basket and he's such an adept three point shooter. I mean, you know, still shooting five and a half threes per game, which leads uh, the big man cats, the only one up there with him. Uh, And I just think that it's a rougher matchup for Joe Val. I think they need to lean on Vuk in this game a bit. Uh, You know, he has proven that he's playing harder. He's even trying harder on defense. Not that he's great there, but he can get you a few blocks. Uh, His assist total is, is way up since he went to Chicago. So he's getting into that Billy Donovan offense, and he's a huge part of it. And I like the matchup here. So I think Vuk you know, is the other payup option. Again, I have to see how some of the dominoes fall with some of the news. But I think Vuk's just a nice play. I think it's a good fit for him. You know, it's one of those 60-burger kind of nights, in my opinion. Uh, I think he he carries the show. He's been there long enough now that uh, he's definitely locked in with Thad Young playing next to him. Perfect second fiddle for a guy like Vuk because Thad's going to do the dirty work. He's gonna play D. He's gonna, you know, tip the rebound over. He's going you know, he's just a. That's what you need. A guy that doesn't look for a shot really that much anymore. He's just a defender, and you know, even somewhat of a facilitator. So, uh, I really like the the uh, continuity, you know, and rhythm that that team has. Uh, it and plus it woke him up yesterday with that tough loss. So, uh, Vukes might play on that side. The Grizzlies side. Uh, you know, the one thing about we attacked Chicago a lot with guards against them, point guards like Jaw that were quick and, and very effective. But it's not the same since they bring Kobe off the bench because Sataransky's a bit of a dog himself. So I think he keeps Jaw somewhat in, uh, in check. And then, you know, when they go to the second string with, with Kobe coming in now off the bench. That's when Memphis, you know, I anticipate will sub around that time. So he's, uh, jaw. I don't think will get max minutes against Kobe. I think he'll get those mainly against Saturansky. So that's just enough to put him on the second level for me, uh, even at his price. Uh, the guy that I like a little bit is Dylan Brooks. Again, I think he needs to be on the floor. He's a guy that rises to the occasion, especially if Levine pops a few buckets you could see that, you know, just the real dedication to, I want to score back on the other side. I'm going to get this done. And he's, he he plays super hard. So I think he's a sneaky little play here that won't get much uh, attention. Um, And, you know, Thad Young and Kyle Anderson, just both are, I love those two guys. If I was coach, I'd want them on my team, but I don't think in this scenario with the craftiness that both of them bring to the game, you know, I think it somewhat cancels each other out. So uh, could be a Vuk Brooks day for me. Uh, definitely would like to pay up for Vuk. I haven't done that in a while. Uh, but that's really all I've got uh, on this one to this point.
0: Yeah, I don't like a lot here. This is probably my least favorite of the two thirty total games. Tough, okay. s- tough context for Chicago, like you said. And Levine, man. Last three games, 55 fantasy points, 64, which was a back to back, and then 49 yesterday. But now it's the fourth game in five nights. You know, tough matchup, like you said. So I probably won't go Levine. Um, And I don't really want to pay up for anybody in this game. The the one value play I like potentially on Chicago is Tice. He got 29 minutes again last night. Yeah. uh, Almost got a 10X return. And he's still pretty cheap. He's a power forward on FanDuel. He's a center on DraftKings at only 3,300. So that's one way you could go. And then with Memphis, don't really like anybody here. Kyle Anderson on DraftKings is decent at 5,900, but now he's up to 7,300 on FanDuel. Yeah, so that's I ridiculous. I don't want to go there. And then yeah. with the Guards, I saw a note that they are intending to sign or that they have signed Tim Frazier to a 10 day contract. Yeah. so so keep an eye on that if we get some sort of jaw news then you know maybe he gets minutes or uh you know even if jaw is playing then that can take away from jones obviously but he's not available on either site yet just want to mention that for for the game flow because i we may not have as much value potentially on memphis as you might think we still have uh, melton and winslow questionable though so some moving pieces there on memphis but Um, I am much more interested in this next 230 game, Coach. It's Sacramento Uh and New Orleans. 233.5 total. Defensive juggernauts. (laughs) Yeah, right. 30th and 28th in the league. So (laughs) fire up some points here with these offenses. They're both top 12. We've got the top 10 pace of Sacramento. This is another game where we have five of the six variables that we want. The only thing that's not great is New Orleans' pace 17, but that has been improving. So um great situation. Again, the only downside here, another back-to-back, it's New Orleans after that win over Cleveland yesterday. So they had to travel. Uh, but I do want to get some good exposure here, specifically on that Sacramento side. And De'Aaron Fox has absolutely owned New Orleans. Incredible. Who's, whoever's he's owned been everybody out there. lately. He really has. But he's averaged over 70 fantasy points against them. How about 43, 4, and 13, and then the next time they played, 38, 4, and 12. Oh, my goodness. They just don't have the answer for him, and we've got Lonzo questionable again. So Fox, you know, he's just not priced as highly as he should be, along with some of these other stars, 9,395. So I like Fox here. Uh, He's probably my favorite guy in that price range. And Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't mind adding Heald or Halliburton to the mix, uh, pretty good prices. Halliburton is coming off the bench again now, but got 33 minutes in the last game, so uh, I would expect something similar here. We do have a couple value starters potentially: Mo Harkless for Sacramento, Naji Marshall for New Orleans, and they're they're both about the same price on both sites as small forwards, so you could get one of those guys to get exposure to this game. Um, i like that kid by the way marshall man he's he's an athlete he's he's an athlete he's active he's involved does a little bit of everything he'll push it and and be aggressive in transition to go to the hole so you know yeah he's 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 one of those guys who could hit value but not not a great shooter so it's more of a scrappy guy that you're hoping just takes advantage of the extra possessions and there are going to be a bunch of them tonight um and then Barnes, somebody like Barnes certainly in play. I mean, I, I want to get a couple of these Sacramento Kings out there. And then Hassan Whiteside is another value center who would probably be in the rotation, I would think, against guys like Jackson Hayes and Billy Hernan Gomez off the bench. But I do like the other value centers we've talked about earlier, uh, Bobon and uh, DJ or Tice, one of those guys, Bobon being my favorite if he starts. Um on the New Orleans side, uh, Sacramento's done a decent job against Zion. He's averaged under 40 fantasy points against them in the two matchups. He was awesome last night against Cleveland.
1: Uh, he's ridiculous, man. Yeah, but now price point, he's pricing his backup. And he's back playing up. point guard.
0: <laughs> he can do it all. The man is uh, hes impressive. So I, I don't think I want to spend up for Zion here. Um, and actually, you know, unless we get uh, some sort of news, I, I don't know if I'll... Pay up for anybody on New Orleans in in my primary lineup. You know they're they're more expensive than the other starters for Sacramento. Uh, we've got Kyra Lewis Jr. in the mix now. Maybe if somebody sits, James Johnson uh, w- would get a look for me. But really excited about a couple of these Sacramento guys.
1: Yeah, I, I mean this is again this is probably the best matchup. For a lot of folks, I think they'll be with you on, on stacking this game. I just, you know, it, it's amazing to me watching Zion that teams are not forcing him to go to the right. And I know it sounds like this is a grade school coaching 101, but I've watched like five straight games. The dude is playing point guard since Lonzo's out and they lost heart and they lost naw It's like, OK, Zion brings the ball up. And they clear the left side of the floor and he takes the damn guy right to the basket with his left hand. I I'm just it's mind bending to me how he can do that time after time. Have you seen his shot charts? It's like 13 X's because they're all layups or dunks and like two shots outside of dunks. And it makes no sense to me that he's able to get there. Now, I know he's super strong. He's quick for it's He's just a freak. But wouldn't you think somebody would run a double at him or just totally get on his left side and make him go to the right? I I just it agitates the hell out of me because it's just time after time down the floor. And, you know, Walton, I think, is one of the worst coaches in the league. So I don't see him doing that much to stop that either. They'll probably try to throw you know, a Harkless or somebody on him, and, and he's just going to bulldoze that guy to the left like he's done the last 10 games. So I know, I've you know, normally I stay away from all the high price guys and, and make it work, but this is going to be a stars and scrubs for me. I've mentioned a few stars that I like already. I would love to be able to get Embiid and Durant, probably not both, but this is the game that I like the two studs, and I know that, you know, I'm going to have to do some quick thinking and some Low, low price guys, but every day, Andrew, lately especially, on a slate this big, that last hour, we're going to get about five guys you can't pass up, like Della Vadova yesterday. You're going to get a a super cheap guy that's going to get 30, 35 minutes. It's, it just happens every day. So I'm going to build my lineup around these studs and then just cross my fingers, hope that news comes and I can filter guys in. Because right now, I think, De'Aaron Fox is playing as good as any single human being in this league. I mean, he has been hitting threes, taking people to the hoop. Uh, He's even getting a bunch of steals and uh, just all kinds of good things that the Pelicans have no answer for here. I mean, Bledsoe maybe start out on him. That's not going to go very well. I, I think that Fox is going to be the top scoring guard on this slate. And I'm re- willing to pay the money for a guy that should be 10-3 instead of 9-3, in my opinion. So I want to go there. And I want to go with Zion. And I know his price is super high, too. And uh, again, some of these things are going to change. But I'm just telling you the guys that I'm going to try everything I can to, to get into my lineup. I don't see how they stop Zion. There's no way Walton adjusts. They don't have any anybody to guard him. Not that many people do. And I just, I think Fox is in the same boat. I mean, great pace, terrible defense, both guys that don't have anybody on the other side to guard them. So the first two guys in my lineup on this entire slate are Fox and Williamson. And then again, I'm going to try those other two big name guys as much as I can, maybe only get one of them and then hope value opens up. But I just can't pass it up. And I'm not even worried about all the second fiddle guys here. Uh, I think there's some good options. But uh, I'm just going with the two big dogs and hope they uh, bark everybody else off the porch. Yeah, well, we we have been getting value pretty much every slate.
0: So I uh, wouldn't be surprised if we get it again. The other 9 o'clock game we have here, Washington in Utah. And yeah. Utah, like often, f- double-digit favorites here by 12 Two thirty four and a half total because we have the Wizards in this game. Crazy. F- front end of a back to back for Utah. Um, what about this? This, uh, this is the last of the two thirty totals here, coach.
1: Yeah, I'm, this one doesn't excite me. And, and I'll tell you why I think Utah smacks them around. And again, you know, I'm not afraid to go out out there and say when I think a game's going to blow out because I think it, ha- it. you have to have the courage to do that because you know, you take your key player that you're paying big bucks for off the floor for that additional six, seven minutes. That's a boatload of opportunity that uh, you can't afford to to get stung with. So, uh, you know, not going not going with this game at all. I think with Beal more than likely playing, he's not 100. percent. You can't count on him. Uh, Westbrook has been the best of the best as well, but against Utah in Utah. They'll slow him down a little bit. There's just no way they're going to let him streak up and down the floor for one of his 40-point triple doubles. I, you know, any regression at that price uh, makes him, you know, not playable to me. With Beal being back, um, you know, the other guys, Hashimura's price is finally elevating. He's he's been so good for me all year, but just a little too costly. If I had a medium build, I'd put him in there. Uh, but it's going to be stars and scrubs for me today. Uh, on the Utah side, a lot of ball sharing, especially if the ball, you know, if the game uh, gets a little bit uh, out of control. Uh, Clarkson, do you have Clarkson as questionable as the latest? I've got him as doubtful and Conley as out. OK, so, the, you know, that's the thing that that you have to look at here is that, you know, the one play That makes the most sense here is ingles and i think he'll be very highly owned and he deserves to be i mean when if conley and clarkson sit then ingles needs to be played it's just it's that simple in my book um if clarkson does play which i thought he was questionable if he's doubtful now he probably won't then it's you know on the fence but i think ingles just as a Pure, uh, you know, blocker because he's going to be so highly owned, and you know his propensity here, assist and everything else. He always steps to the occasion, uh, you know, when he has to really dominate, real the point guard, pretty much. So, I think he's your guy. You got to circle, put a big highlighter under. But I'm not going anywhere else uh, in this game, even though the number's pretty high. Yeah, I like Ingles a lot here with
0: uh, at least Conley out if not Clarkson as well. Donovan Mitchell's in play for me also. The problem is that they're both shooting guards today on FanDuel. So yeah. um really going to be a tough decision there, but I will go with one or both of them in most of my lineups against this awful Washington defense. Okay, And I agree with you on the Washington side. I don't think I want to pay up for Westbrook or Beal with them both playing against this great Utah defense. I think one guy that could go under the radar a little bit is Berton's. He sat out the last game, so he should be nice and rested. Low four K range, uh, you know. It is a good defense. He'll spend some time against um, Bogey. Yeah, a little bit against and Royce O'Neill. Maybe. Royce O'Neill. So you know, not a great matchup. But uh, GPP option. He's one of those guys. If he hits his five or six threes, then then he can pay off value. But mostly a pass on Washington, and uh, just focused on. Donovan Mitchell and Mr. Ingalls.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: All right. We have two 10 o'clock games. Denver yeah. and Golden State, 226.5 total. Nuggets favored by four. Sorry, Joe. Uh, Joe Stanton, that is. Uh, <laughs> big comeback win for the Celtics last night. They just Ooh. got hot there going into the fourth quarter. Snatched one away from the Nuggets. So Nuggets have that one fresh on their minds. And now they've got to deal with Golden State. Uh, yeah. and we're not sure about Murray again. He's questionable. And then on the Golden State side, Oubre is out, and Wiseman, of course, with that knee injury. So Denver yeah. has a better matchup here because of those absences. But back-to-back, good defense here for Golden State. They're still top 10. I'm not really fired up against about any of these Denver guys. Um, you know, We still have some value with Compazzo and Morris. If if Murray sits again, so you could go with one of them. Uh, a couple games ago, they were pretty close in minutes, but yesterday Faku got 33 and and Morris didn't get as much. So one of those guys, you know, could make sense. I probably lean Composo a little bit, um, but I, I don't think I want to go anywhere else on Denver. I, I'd more likely want to take advantage of, of the Golden State uh, extra opportunities. Bazemore stepped up in that last one you had him out there as a great value play 32 minutes but we've all been stung by Bazemore before haven't we coach uh he's talk about a roller coaster ride and he's he's priced up a little bit here 5200 on FanDuel is is challenging we know that there there is some potential on the Denver side does he get matched up against Barton or maybe does he get Michael Porter Jr in which case I think he can do more damage so He's, yeah. he's definitely playable for me. Uh, Wiggins will get more opportunities, but again, uh, does he face Will Barton? So I'm not too fired up about those guys. Uh, Looney, I, I kind of like here. He's the other value yeah. center I think you can look at. I would think he would get 24 to, to 26 minutes uh, against Jokic and you know should do a decent job picking up rebounds, maybe a few buckets here or there. So... I'm looking at this game mostly as a value play, a guy like Bazemore or maybe Looney.
1: Yeah, I you know, there's some high-priced guns, you know, bullets in this gun, man, with the Joker and Curry and all these guys. But, yeah, I'm, I don't like the feel of this game either. I mean, you know, if Murray is out completely, I think uh, Composso is playable. Because, again, I'm, I'm looking for a few super value uh, deals, and he may be... Uh, the the guy. Uh, he's he's outplayed Morris. It's that simple. I know Morris is still coming back from an injury. Uh but if Murray's out, I'm gonna take a look at uh Compazo. Uh after that, you know, I don't want to pay up. The Denver guys are all expensive now. I mean it's seems like their price is elevated every day. Uh and you really don't want to go there. Now on the Golden State side, I'm with you. I think if Bazemore's locked into his minutes and he's starting, which I have him penciled in to do right now, uh, you know I think that he, I, I know he had a great game for me this last game and he was fairly low owned. You know he started getting some momentum towards the end of that slate, but I don't think he'll, he's he's going to sneak us uh, far below the radar this game. Um, but like you said, they've adjusted some of the pricing. Uh, but he's he's a guy that, you know, I'm not afraid that's going to throw up a single-digit game on you if he's going to get the minutes because he gets steals, he gets blocks, he gets a little bit of everything, and uh, he's an aggressive player. So I'm going to, you know, be watching this closely. Um, you know, you hate to, to go to the very last game of the night and have Bazemore as your make-or-break-it guy, hmm. but, you know, if you're trying to fit in... Uh, the, the big studs earlier, and you need to put a little value in. I, I have the same two value plays as you that I'm looking at here, Baysmore and possibly Looney. I think he may get 25, 26 minutes, which is probably going to be enough in, in this game um, at his price uh, for the super value look. Um, Juan Toscano Anderson will probably come off the bench and play decent amount of minutes as well. You know, I don't want to quite dumpster dive that far, but uh, it is possible, especially on the sites where you can have more than one center, uh, you know, the, the Yahoo's and, and DraftKings. I think Looney becomes more interested, interesting and uh, Baysmore, and then keeping an eye on Mr. Compazzo. I This could be the game that squeals out my value, but I guarantee you other stuff's going to open as the day goes on. Excellent. Well, before we
0: get to the last game, Coach, I want to invite folks in to join us as members. If, if you haven't already, uh, join us in Discord, get our full lineups, uh, and we may have more exposure to this one. Well, we will have more exposure to this one in the after-hours slate. We've been putting out lineups for that as well, and full lineups on FanDuel, Cash lineup, GPP lineup, full lineups on Yahoo, Coach's Clipboard on DraftKings, of course. So go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, if you want to join the family. Check us out. For whichever length of membership you'd like, uh, we'd love to have you. Any questions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. All right, final game here, Houston in Phoenix. The Suns are yeah. favored by 13. They're, yeah. they're on the front end of a back-to-back. They're going to host Miami tomorrow, and this is a 228.5 total. So will you have any spots left for this last game of the night?
1: Not really. I'm going to be pretty much uh, full as we go to this one. There are a few guys uh, I'll take a look at. Um, again, In that, I'm in that value mode now that I've been spending up for some of these guys. You know, Kelly O, since he's been there, has, has just done a fantastic job playing next to Wood. So he's, as a, a cheap price, is somebody I'd look at. Um, on the Phoenix Sun, Sun side for value... Uh, I think you know, bridges, I think, is a little dangerous here, sneaky because I don't think uh, Jay Sean Tate guards bridges like it, people are expecting. I think they may try to have Tate chase Booker around a little bit, uh, and try to get up in his head because Booker's been hot lately and he's he's a guy they need to slow down, and there's no way uh, Kevin Porter or John Wall can guard him so, uh. You know, this is a tough one there. There's potential here, but there's both teams now. All of a sudden, Houston has become this team that is sharing the ball with Wall, Porter, Olinick, and Wood. And, you know, whereas they had like nobody, one guy would be Oladipo and, you know, four G League guys or whatever the case was just a bit back when a lot of these guys were out hurt. Now it's getting spread around. You know, I, I rostered Wood this weekend and I was a little disappointed he did okay, but I, I just saw that disbursement of of uh you know rebounding and and just uh, handling the ball, the pick and roll. There were a lot of guys playing those roles. And even the guys off the bench, uh Brown and 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 different guys uh coming in were, were just really all involved in the offense. So I know he's trying to retool that team. They're you know, 14 and 39, so their season's over, but trying to find continuity, trying to share the ball. You know, I know that Wall can go nuts at times, but not against Phoenix with Chris Paul defense. Uh, you know, same thing with with Porter. I think it's going to be vice versa from my thoughts on the other side. I think Bridges, who's a stopper, uh, will guard Porter a lot. So, yeah, I don't want to spend up for these guys. I see the potential there, but I think it's risky, maybe really strong GPP plays from this game, uh, that you could hit, you know, uh, Yahtzee with. But for me, I think, you know, I want to take a look at a couple of the cheaper guys like Kelly O and Bridges as potential guys to fill out my stars and scrubs lineup. Uh, but wouldn't, you know, wouldn't discourage you from taking a shot at one of the other big fellows. Yeah, I agree.
0: For me, it's a GPP game. Um, right. You know, just, we got the, quandary with Phoenix of the balanced attack from the three studs and their prices are up a lot higher now than they have been especially with Paul and Booker but this game does feel a little bit sneaky to me and it's dangerous there's no doubt you know that we've got Houston that third ranked pace you know John John Wall is gonna push it yeah uh, and I have not enjoyed playing him I haven't done it much this year but he's, he's scored 30 points the last couple of games So with with the way that they're handling him now, with the frequent wet, frequent rest, um, you know, eight thousand on DraftKings would not surprise me at all if if he gets it done. Um, But you know, it it is a tough defensive matchup, so that's why it doesn't feel very good for cash. Um, And then Wood, he, I agree, he did not look good in that last one. uh, But he took he just took a lot of bad shots where he was sort of uh, off balance in the lane, just. Trying to get shots up, uh, but not getting great looks at the basket. But he's in the 7K range on both sites, uh, so um, like I said, just not not very comfortable with it for cash. But either one of those guys I think could pay off in a GPP. Uh, but mostly a pass for me. We we do uh, should have a little extra value here with Sterling Brown out, and then the other piece of news, of course, is uh, Abdel Nader out for Phoenix. So again, it, we'll, we'll be digging into this one for the
1: after-hours slate, but not a ton of interest on the main slate for me. I'm with you. And I, I did want to mention, because I forgot to say it earlier, if you're, if you're watching this on uh, our wonderful YouTube channel, please take a second, hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, click the alert button up in the upper corner. That is really important to us. We bring these NBA uh, podcast to you seven days a week in front of the paywall so the the big ask it's really important is that we get that that thumbs up and that sub- subscribe so appreciate that right
0: on uh, like we said earlier any questions you can find us on twitter at dfs coach talk you can find the coach at j-o-e-s-a-r-v-a-d-i you can find me at
1: language olympic that will andrew i, I threatened our discord that i was gonna sing the entire happy birthday song to you and, and I decided if I even say that, everybody just clicked off. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> so I will give everybody a pass, including you. yeah, and just wish you a wonderful day. Enjoy your beautiful family, and I hope you have a great day. Yeah, thanks a lot. We're probably better off with without the singing. me as well. <laughs> we wouldn't want to hear me sing either. so we'll we'll
0: t- we'll discuss that next week when it's your turn. but but thank you very much. Enjoyed uh, breaking it down here with you nine games and we'll be back again tomorrow to do it again so on behalf of the coach and the rest of the dfs coach talk team thank you for joining us i'm andrew hansen we'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in dfs